Welcome, everybody, to Season 2 of the Album Concept Hour. I am your host, as always, Brad LeBaron. And today, we have the full squad with us today. We have, uh, starting over here, we have... Uh, John Aker checking in. And then we have, again, to my right... Scott Wesley Wazak. And then we have... What's your, what's your name again over there on the Zoom? Man, Virtual Dave. Virtual Dave. Virtual Dave. Yep, we are uh, we are a combination of in the studio and on Zoom today. So we have the full fucking squad for season two opening up. And, and boy, do we have a subject for you today, kids? Oh yeah, you know we've been we've been teasing it the entire series so far. And it's uh, time, Brad. It's time. I think it's time to tear down the wall. Tear down the wall, Mr. Gorbachev. We are going to tear down this wall. Tear it down. And we will examine it and yep. pick it apart. Yep, we are finally at The Wall by Pink Floyd. And um, what we're going to do, since it is a really long 26-track uh, total, uh, two discs. And long songs, too, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, um, it's, it's a rock opera. Not even just a concept album. It is a rock opera, oh, full on. Awesome, so good. We are going to be doing part one of the wall just disc one and the first half of the movie as well we're going to be talking about a little bit um but uh yeah this is the uh first half of two uh two part season finale season premiere the finale this was is, this is ago. like the biggest album we've ever covered guys i know it's it's uh that's it's part of the it's reason we haven't album. part of the reason we haven't done it yet definitely, is because yeah. it's, not the longest it's so long. but definitely the most tracks. Yes. Like, yes, exactly. With the way that we do great. things, it's a lot of tracks to go through. Yes. So. It's like, you know, you've been hearing us all season like we've been picking our favorite things and you know, some of them were kind of like we were a little playing a little loose with the guidelines, you know, yeah. And, but this this is the Mac Daddy. Yes. This is the wall. It is. It is, <laughs> it is. This is the Cadillac of yeah. concept albums. This, this is the one that, like, whenever I'm explaining the podcast to people, I'm like, all right, so we do concept albums, like The Wall. You know, like, that's a popular concept album. And everyone knows The Wall. Everybody knows but, but what The Wall is. at that point, you hadn't even covered it yet. So you were, yeah. like, teasing them they, for what yes. was to come. Pretty much every time I talk about the podcast, I'm teasing this very episode. Well, that's because it's the <laughs> easiest way to describe what we do. Yes, yes. It really is. And then, and then you can be like, well, yeah, we did that mm -hmm. album. Because there is, if you listen to us talk, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but this, one, this one has a very clear storyline. Yep. Good story. It's a good story. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, this this season, uh, we plan on getting into some of the real heavy hitters like Tommy, and uh, oh, um, uh, Sergeant Pepper, maybe maybe some Sergeant Pepper, maybe maybe. 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 But um, we're gonna get into some. Uh, we have we already have a few uh, down the line. We're gonna do animals after we do the wall. We got Neutral Milk Hotel. We got Thirty Seconds to Mars. Elton John, Alanis Morissette, and uh, we just did another. Uh, J. Cole. We did J. Cole. So we got some we got some good stuff coming out and we're gonna try to hit some of the 
really uh, heavy-hitting concept albums this season, guys. So mm-hmm. we hope you won't disappoint. It's going to be a long season. It's going to be well, a long season. I'm in, I'm in <laughs> for it. Yep, yep. Let's saddle up, boys. Let's saddle in. 26 tracks of season two. Yep, yep. I am ready. So I'm ready. Um. So enough with this, guys. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to jump in to the? Uh, yeah, this, to the this first track. I mean, no well, one. Ha- we don't have to do any extra crap because we're kind of the original force. So let's roll right into this. I kind of want to yeah. go skinny dipping into this first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Kind of want to be in the Scott, flesh. you can do that right in the studio. Yeah, yeah. You're th- oh, by the way, um, we've all been uh, recently COVID tested, just in case you're wondering. Correct. Uh, everyone in the studio has been cleared. Uh, we are go for launch. So Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so this is... In the flesh. Such a great beginning to the album. Yes, and you'll notice that uh, the intro of the episode, we have the uh, end of that track where it's it's got the airplane coming in and the big explosion. Because that's stuff. that's that's like what happens is is that's the beginning of this opera. He's going to the show. Yeah. Or he's yeah. like in his bedroom preparing to go to the show uh-huh. or whatever, like in his hotel room. And then that the end of the song is the plane crashing into the wall. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, that's what you hear. It it hasn't cra- it hasn't broken the wall yet, but it's on its way to the to to like breaking the wall could, because he's going he's cracking, you mm, know. Mm, mm. And then everything after this is his story, how he grew up, the prelude, the prelude. Mm, it's kind, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when we did Queensrÿke, and he's like, now I remember. <laughs> yes, I remember. Now. Actually, yes, very I true. How it started. Yeah, that's you know, like that's what's like, happening right now. To he's the just story. he's just kind of sitting in his hotel room, his heads down. He's like, I gotta go to the show, you know, like, but uh-huh. but he just can't. He can't do it because he breaks. He's he's yeah. breaking now. Well, and in the movie, this um, this hints at the other kind of story that's going on, which the is the character's about... name is Pink, by the way. Yeah, the character's name is Pink, um, and Mr. his Floyd. Um, I don't know if his name is Pink Floyd. I, I only I've only Pink. ever been heard it referred to as Pink. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, but I I think this is the this is where because um, it's like also it's it's about a couple of things. You know, it's it's it references. Um. Uh, what is well? This is, is actually this is actually referencing um, Sid Barrett. Like this actually happened. This, that's why Roger Waters joined the band. Well, yeah. If but, I'm not mistaken, you can fact check me later. One of those two, David Gilmore, Roger Waters, joined the band because Sid was going insane a little bit. Well, yeah, yeah. David they were slowly... David Gilmore and Sid Barrett were friends from before okay. all this. Yeah. And, so Roger um, Waters, correct. which is part of the reason that they um, have a similar style. Um, but. Yes, but this is also about Roger Waters' father, who was in the war, and um, some of his like kind of personal. Mm-hmm. There's a few Growing biographical. Growing up in Germany and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and there's a few biographical things in here as well. Um, there's a little Oliver Twist going on with a couple of lines. Um, How can you eat? How can you get your pudding if you don't eat your meat? It kind of, you know what? It kind of I follows. I love that part. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. part's great. Yeah. 
Is that on the first half? Yes, it is. Okay, okay, okay. It's yeah. on both halves because so, remember when they goes to try. Uh, I was anyways. looking at the song lyrics. Yeah, I was wondering if somebody could like explain to me what okay. that space cadet glow means. Hmm. I think it. Like, well, okay. I think like, space me, cadet means to me. It kind of feels like it's like like you want to go to the show. And what does he say? Before? Okay, okay. To feel the warm thrill of confusion, like I kind of understand where he's coming from in a way. Yeah, but I'm kind of yeah. just wondering what everybody else thinks. Okay, about well, it, where, so like, you get excited to go to the show. Well, the the space like, cadet like, glow, happy glow, but Sorry. it's all like a. When you get there, it's all kind of like it is yeah. confusion. You know, you're trying to get in, you're trying to figure it That's, out, you're trying yeah. to figure out where everything is, and yeah, and then all of a sudden you're settled, but you don't really know if you're settled because you don't know if you're in a good spot. It's just, it's a wild mess, but well, you're especially, just happy to be there. You especially know? if you're at a Pink Floyd show. I mean, like, there's so much sensory input at a Pink Floyd show. Oh, yeah. You know? So, the, the Space Cadet Glow thing is what you feel when you're on stage. That's what he's talking Do you want to go to the show? Do you want to feel that Space Cadet Glow? Do you want to stand up there? And especially because, like, Space Cadet, these people, th- these kids grew up during the space race. You know, so that is also like, you know, you're getting the glow from the stage. You got the the pyrotechnics behind you. You got the stage lights on you. You're feeling as cool as a spaceman. And you're like, do do you want to go and feel that that rush? Well, that's what it is. Well, yeah. And actually, to get to the rush thing you were saying, um, the annotations are saying that it's also a phrase evocative of being stoned. Um, my brother, go. my brother used to call me a space cadet a lot when I was growing up, so oh, he obviously yeah, didn't understand <laughs> the meaning of that. You get high in your space. So my brother was just calling cadet. me a stoner all the time. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. But apparently, yeah, when yeah. you're high, you give off a glow. That was before I was before so. I was into that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think you're you're you know we're we're all you know it's meant to be taken a lot of ways, but um, it's. Uh, the glow, I think, both on the stage and off is just, you know. Yeah, that's like, it's the popularity. It's the rush that you get. But then you're confused about that glow, though. Because fame sucks. Being popular can suck sometimes. All of a sudden, you don't have a personal life. You got all of a sudden, you have, you have people. All, all this attention you thought you wanted is now, like, going against you somehow. Well, and because they, you know, they I mean? well, because they saw that happen with their friend, you yeah. know, right, you know, right in front of them. Like that's so. what they're that's what they're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it rolls right into a baby crying at the end. Yeah, it's yeah. So great because and, it's after the oh, bomb drops. I'm going back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And and pink yeah, way is back. pink is kind of a combination of um, Roger Waters and Sid, um, Barrett. Sid Barrett, right? Or is it David? Is it David Gilmore and Sid Barrett, or Roger Waters and Sid Barrett? Waters, I believe. Because I, I know, Waters, yeah, 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 yeah. I know Waters did most of the writing, um, and then Wright. This and Wright was actually um, kicked out of Pink Floyd during this project. Actually, the keyboardist. Um, but apparently, yeah, nobody the, remembers the keyboard. Well, the, the no, literally though, the fans apparently didn't know until the following album came out, and he wasn't in the album notes. They were like, oh. Right's not in the album notes. What happened? <laughs> um, so it wasn't like it wasn't like they weren't like public really about it. It's he mm. just he just kind of left at some point during the touring and um, as a hired musician or something. Um, but yeah, so Pink is uh, the character in the movie that you know if you've seen the movie, um, which we should probably mention a, a little bit here. 
Um, it is fucking insane. It is. <laughs> I showed Scott a little an bit. Acid trip without it, acid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it literally like you. <laughs> You're like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, it, it takes you places. It's it's wild. Right. Um, Dave, what's your um, first memory of this uh, album and or movie? Because I mean, you uh, would have been, you know, 1972, and I had to oh, it was, it was grams of at least in 82, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Uh, Ten yep, years yep. off. It was because this came out in '79, and then the movie was in '82. Movie was '82. Yeah, I remember. Uh, my brother had the album on. Was, uh, I think it was double cassette. But uh, yeah, I was pretty young. I was maybe seven or eight. And I watched a movie with him and some friends, and I. <laughs> I loved it. I probably didn't understand it all. Being but an eight-year-old, I would have been like, what the hell is this shit? It, it was wild. I thought it was amazing. Uh, but again, like years same around the same time, I remember watching like heavy metal with them. So I watched oh, a lot yeah. of weird stuff. It's definitely in the vein of heavy metal, especially those um, the uh, those scenes. <laughs> um, I wish I was Years ago, but I've been, again, watching like older and then watching again and again and then finally having a copy and just seeing it a lot like it's i really enjoyed it there's a lot a lot to take in <laughs> yeah, i was trying i was trying to watch it. it on i have a vhs of it and i found out why that vhs was thrown away because the audio is just destroyed on it so um well do you, do you know who plays pink in the movie uh, uh yes the lead singer of the boomtown rats yes and he uh, i can't remember his name right now but he um, also started uh live aid what's his name Actually, dave uh bob uh, Bob Gold or Bob Gild or Gilmore? Or no, 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 that'd be weird. <laughs> I'll, I'll look at the it's double. That, it's it. that Bob guy. It's that yeah. fucking Bob guy. Bob's Burgers. It's Bob's Burgers. I think that you're right. It's Bob's Burgers. He also he's also the guy that he organized Live Aid, and then he also organized that uh, We Are the World. Bob no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> we are the world. Wait, no, that was that was Michael Jackson. What was the Michael? Did he? What, I don't Michael think... Jackson did "We Are the World." What's the the British uh, the British Christmas version of it? Oh my god! Oh. oh man, I'm I'm that's too deep into my brain. Anyways, I don't, I don't think I, I, I don't, I don't I think, think, think I'm gonna my get there. Just exploded. Yeah. Oh, it, it it was something for Africa. You know what, John? Oh, never mind. Anyways, we're you moving on. You know what, John? On. You're on Live thin Aid. ice. You're on Africa. the thin ice with Live what? Aid. With the song. That we're about to play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Got him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you should go skating on the thin ice of life. I'm sorry I interrupted you. What were you saying, John? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> We've cleared the thin ice. We can, we can move riding. on. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the doghouse now. The track two is Thin Ice. Oh, um, do they know it's Christmas after all? That was the song I was thinking about. <laughs> we got it. All right. All right. Now hey, we can move also, on. Also, we should uh, do a Christmas finish. one of these days. That's totally Oh, my God. Uh, I'm down for it. <laughs> yeah, I guess Next we'll, year at we Christmas, to, we should hey, do a Christmas album. we should album. do a Halloween special, too. We okay. can do a every Christmas. Well, except for Thanksgiving. Unless we're going to take a uh, break okay. from... One holiday a year, guys. One holiday a season. That's right? fine. I mean, we don't have to do it on the day. <laughs> Wait, of course good. not. Christmas in uh, next July? We'll start Christmas, Christmas in, July. in July. Well, I mean, you know... Anyways. It's, it's a ways down the road, so we'll okay. figure it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, we can figure it out. 
Um, so Mama this is, loves her baby. This is uh, this is kind of the um, this is the beginning of the movie too, right? This uh, this track. Mm, no. No, is this is this a little later? I can't remember where this one takes place, but it kind of sets the stage a little bit. Um, where the last the last track is kind of like uh, uh, the narrating. The very first track in the bit. movie is actually one that's not used as on the final cut. I think it's on the Tigers Break Free. It's they okay. see like his father like in yeah. war and like running like signing a letter and then like getting bombed. Yeah, he's he's like running a, a radio or something, trying to send um, you know messages to the other. Yeah. And then it goes into the last track, which is the concert, and everyone running in and seeing the adult Pink, if I remember correctly. Uh huh. Yeah. And I think it starts doing the flashback to when he was a child, if I remember correctly. Mm hmm. And so there's yeah, there's some there's a lot of scenes with um, him and his mother. Yes. And, um, you know, there's scenes where he's going to the park and, um, you know, there's scenes where he's there's there, in the park. He tries to connect I with it's a teeter totter. He tries to get something that like another kid or adult like keeps like another father, like pushes him away from his kids and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Like the, I think it, the father at, one, at first shows like warmth to him because he's playing with his kid. And then like he tries to walk away with that dad because yep. he doesn't have a dad. Real sad. Um, but. So his his, I know that um his his dad died in World War, War Two, II, right? Yes. Um, because he grew up in uh, war torn or like yeah. the aftermath of World yeah. War Two in Germany. All right, people. I know he's not from Germany, but uh, Jake, the snake that may or may not be on the lake, doesn't correct us on this until the second episode. So just sit tight. Man, I uh, I hope we didn't uh, mention this a lot. Yeah, no, I believe it, that was the, Roger Waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the first scene though does kind of remind me of like a a dugout from World War One a little bit. So like I was like a little confused when I was watching it the movie. Looks... Yeah, yeah, it's a little vague. It was those those wars were twenty years apart, Brad. You're picking hairs on they're, things like dugouts. They're very okay? they're very different. <laughs> but they still used some of the World War One dugouts. You know they did. They were there. It Anyways, moving on. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's one of I think I don't know if it. Well, I was thinking maybe he was leaving it intentionally vague um, for the movie or something. Um, but yeah, like, like in real life, you know, his uh, Waters' dad did die um, during the war, right? Correct. Yeah. I like the uh, the side note that they wrote on this uh, lyrics page about the interview with Roger Waters and how he explains that it's like a. The song is kind of about how mothers instill, or families in general, instill their fear into their children because, you know, they don't have any points of view yet. And as you grow up, they, like, instill these views in you and make you have the same fears as them. And mm -hmm. as you grow or older, you, you kind of have to, like, realize if they're real to you or not, you know, because they were instilled in you. Well, you know, one of the things, age. like, one of the things that we never, like, appreciate because we're Americans <laughs> is how devastating that war was in Europe in particular. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we used to sit over here like, that was a horrible war, and we defeated a horrible person, and that was good. That was good. But that, but Europe, Europe had, Europe and, and Asia, too, had two world wars that were fought on their battleground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They suffered all that stuff. That's yeah. why we had the biggest economy. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Like, 
Yeah, because yeah, they had to put up with so their much whole, crap. And Germany all of in their particular, lands were destroyed. Germany in particular, <laughs> man. That was there was like two years there where we're like, oh, Hitler's not stopping. So just yeah. if they do anything, just bomb them. Yeah, just bomb them. Yeah, 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 we're, yeah, we're done. We're done dealing with his crap. If he's if he's blah blah blah, just bomb him. And that's what we did. Yeah, well, I mean that it was it was like uh, on both sides. Uh, all, oh no, they, all parts of Germany Europe. did yeah. Germany did that to the rest of Europe. Yeah. Germany just did that in yeah. the beginning of the war, just to take over everything. Just yeah. bomb them. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Just bomb them. Yeah, yeah. Blast them with the cannons. Yeah, yeah. Um, but back to the album. It's yep. about. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Brad. <laughs> you got your uh, daily dose of history lesson from. Um, it's the uh, history corner on the, album the history hour. Um, but. Yeah, it's it's you know starting this like you were saying, Scott, this kind of um, you know thing where we pass down um, our what they've you know basically what they've inherited to their kids. You know what I mean? It's a really uh, multi generational story. Oh no, you, um, you learn some of that. Well, and in stuff, the case you know? of, of Pink too, like his father died in the war, and like yeah. that was a new thing to him, and so like uh-huh. seeing his mom like freak out about this. Yeah, you know what? Obviously, like wreck you as a kid because it's like that's all you've known about it like uh-huh. you've never heard another side except for what your mom says to you uh-huh. you know and it kind and of plus, explains that in some of the other songs too about how he gets like wrapped in his mind about what his mother has always taught him like you know like mama's little boy i'll keep you safe you know I'll, yeah I'll be there's here a, for you. Like, i was about to say there's a whole song um at what was it number six you know these, right? this is just a good prelude like i was gonna yeah, say that yeah, yeah, yeah. you can make connections to another brick in the wall too with this like like you were saying it talks about, about say, his that... rough childhood right. another uh-huh. brick in the wall that's when he starts that is yeah. when he's just getting raised like he's getting raised in by people that are crappy because his mother has to work all the time to well, support them. Well, there's like commentary so, on it how like the wall is like actually his mental wall. It is. It building. is. That's what the wall is. And then like that was what inevitably led to his breakdown is that the bricks in the wall didn't match anymore, and mm-hmm. there wasn't. How do you fill the holes that are missing? And exactly. It, then he finally just like sealed them all up and locked went, himself in went the middle into his own mind. You know. Yeah. But then that the, the the trial is what breaks open the wall. Well, and I like that um, before it even gets to the wall at all, it starts with the thin ice. So like it's like another version of a like you know a, a surface that's completely you know frozen fragile. over, but it's more fragile than the wall is. Mm-hmm. And like it's like you were saying, it starts kind of with his like mental break, and this is probably where that break occurs um you know more so in the story yeah um but nice of his mind but (laughs) he's remembering everything i like the sound it's it's literally oh it's the trial (laughs) but this album in summed up in like like 10 words is it's the trial of your mind yep you know he broke and now he's got two people in his head deciding are you gonna go back out and be kind of normal or is it time to go wacko or it's a time to put another brick in the wall. Oh! <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? Yes, yes. Correct, okay. Brad. Yeah, I think that's what, <laughs> he, I think that's what he's, I think that's what he's doing. Um, and speaking of... <laughs> is it time? Speaking of walls, let's get there, man. It is, um, an- it is time the time to, to slap another, another brick in the wall. Yeah, part one. Is the funky one. 
You know, <laughs> this album, like, for the time that it came out, like, is very well produced. Like, yeah. having all the ambient yeah. effects and, yeah. like, the... You know, you can hear it go, and it like comes in one ear and comes out the other. Like the fact that they had, they could do that with the technology of their time was awesome. Like that's yeah. that, that was I mean, way more difficult back then. Than I mean, coming now. off of Wish You Were Here, which is a very, uh, I don't know, the right way to say it. There's a lot Bare of, bones. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot more raw. It's raw, but also there's just a lot too in some of the tracks. Like just shine on, like. There's a lot there. And the, and the, they and the audio, like, so much, and like they Epic were dealing with, like and they years. were dealing with, and so in Wish You Were Here, they were dealing with, um, you know, personal issues within the band, and then once they got to Animals, they started dealing with bigger issues. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. it's like I feel like I always feel like Wish You Were Here was like them, like emotionally, you know, dealing with what happened with Sid Barrett, <laughs> so that they could move on. <laughs> To you know this, I mean? by the way, actually, this is yeah. part of the natural progression. Yeah, yeah. We've dealt with it. Now we can talk about it. Uh huh. Yeah. And... A lot of that same soundscape has been building over years with them, and finally, you know, you get into this album, and it just like Scott was saying, there's a lot there. Yeah, and is this mm-hmm. one? Is this one with Alan Parsons? Do you know? There's. I do not. Um... There's so many like awesome layers of this. Like you can listen to it over and over again. Yeah, I think you're different right. parts that you would never heard before. Like, especially with like no, the headphones that I'm wearing now. Yeah. Like I'd never noticed some of like the key parts. That's the best in the part. Oh my god. Podcast, yeah. And the keys are like that's my favorite part of this podcast. Like eerie and at the same time. Yeah, I know. It's and it's his last thing with them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um because because apparently so apparently he wasn't uh he was like still getting like the same amount of like writing credit and like uh copyright um, stuff as everyone else, but he had stopped writing much of music. Hmm. So he be, he basically got bumped down to just um, session musician until he yeah, was right. let go. That's but he's doing great on this album. And this is like where the, the bass kind of like just creeps in. No, <laughs> the bass just starts to creep in a little bit. You know, just like, mm-hmm. you know. And um, yeah, when I was so when I was a kid, I never knew that this was like a song that had like a bunch of different parts. You know, I only knew the one what I, popular one. What I like about about the first part is that it's not another brick in the wall. It's all in all, it's just a brick in the wall. It's saying mm. this, we're starting the wall. There's a the lot wall to- is being built now. Like build the wall. That's that's what's happening <laughs> right now. Build the wall. Well, it mind. started as a child again with all the songs, everything his mother mm-hmm. putting in. It's like everything she's telling, and every every speech, every little every little nitpick, just another break, another brick, just slowly, yeah. Low, yeah. one by one. Well, and it, and I think that like to what John was saying, it's kind of like he's he doesn't it it doesn't seem like he realizes he's starting to build a wall. It's like it's just oh, oh you never realize when you start to build the yeah, wall. It was it was just Again, bricks in a in the wall. This this yeah. this whole album is a great mental check. This yeah. was like the spi- it's a great this was mental like the check. spiral because he's like now realizing that the memories that his dad left him, like as you can see in the lyrics, it's pretty much just saying what else did you leave for me other than these memories, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. that's where he's building mm-hmm. this brick because he's only yeah. known of you nope. dying in the war and what your, what his mom has been telling him, and he's building it in his sorrow. Yeah, yeah. Yep, he's just, he's just building another brick in the wall. 
Uh, and this is oh, this is where the playground scene we were talking about happens too. Um, in the in the movie where he he tries to walk away with the father. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. So before that track uh, in the movie, they use again the when the tigers break free, and that's when like it shows him like opening the chest and find his uh, his dad's war stuff like the helmet and like uh-huh. opening up like the the scroll and like reading all this mm-hmm. stuff and finding out actually what happened to him. Yeah yeah yeah, and it seemed very personal. Um, that that scene you know i think that's i think that's probably something that waters actually did um but yeah you want to move on to the next track though just for for time yes yes, um this is the happiest days of our lives amazed when we found out what he actually said there um maybe like we were let's look at the lyrics for a second <laughs> i like in that one? song how you can hear the madness forming in the background oh like, man yeah, that's a great yeah. laugh. the laughing and you're like oh uh-huh. boy. <laughs> yep 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 it begins um what was it uh what was it there were certain teachers who would hurt the children in any way they could by pouring their derision upon anything we did Exposing every weakness, however carefully hidden by the kids. Was, oh, yeah. Then, but in town, it was well known when they got home at night that their fat and psychopathic wives would thrash them within inches of their life. Wow. Yeah. That's, that sucks. That's a lyric. It's a hell of a lyric. Um, but it's, it's kind of, uh, I think it's trying to get to the idea that... Um, these people that are inflicting harm on these kids are like also broken people that are like they they have uh like what was it napoleon or like little napoleon little complex. little man syndrome where napoleon like they complex. have the same yeah, syndrome yeah. that pink has mm-hmm. well well that and it's 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 something that a lot of um a lot of uh i guess men deal with um more so from their fathers when you you know are not allowed to show emotion or something and um you know this i think in most cases in the movie it's it's a man that's you know um i think that's totally the male teacher yeah men are not supposed to show emotions yeah yeah and i like, think that pink that is the is like extreme of like, that what the hell you know, yeah like, yeah we're all human like, yeah even though men are like held to the standard where you're supposed to be like the manly man and never cry mm-hmm. and you know yeah yeah just keep a straight face all the time. That's yeah. bullshit because we all have feelings and emotions that, you know. Mm-hmm. Remember, you were you taught only, to you ignore can only your stay, emotions. You can only yeah. stay vigilant for so long before you crack. And I, yeah. I feel like it's not healthy. Well, and um, and also with this song, just to um, check in with it, like the it's, it's also, you know, about the way that we treat children and the way that, um, you know, we, you know, see them as lesser and we don't trust them oh, with that's knowledge and information. The in, in the next brick um, on the wall, that's, that's that guy. That yeah, guy is the uh-huh. guy you hate. You hear his yeah. voice and I hear every horrible teacher I ever yeah. had in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, it, it and gives... we've all had one, two or three or four. How many yeah, of like, yeah, that same yeah. thing where just. Yeah. I think it's that fear, like they're almost every ten years where they just they feel like they can't get further, <laughs> and, and years go by, and they just be more sullied. Some some of them, and they just are not that great anymore. They just almost like 
they shouldn't be there, but they can't get rid of them, and they're just the worst teachers. Yeah, no, I've 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 known of teachers that literally tell people that they will not succeed at what they love, and you know that's that's on the light side. Yeah, yeah, that's like a horrible thing to say to someone. Um, But yeah, to live and teach, and um, it's kind of uh, the movie really juxtaposes the war with the um, basically the world they had after they won the war. Which was like I think a good a big sentiment at the time is like it wasn't what they fought for, quote unquote, and um, you know they they felt like they were being brought back into some form of fascism again, um, which is a big you know thought point in the late seventies and early eighties in um, Britain, uh, like animals was talking about kind of. <laughs> Um, but but that's an episode we're covering in a week. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get that uh, episode three <laughs> of this, the, week, date, the week of Pink Floyd. And um, <laughs> just to, because we're talking about it, let's just get into hey. it. Uh, another brick in the wall, part two. like one of the most iconic lines oh. of a song ever yeah. like yeah I, I love that guitar in the we background. don't need no thought control yeah it's an iconic line that will forever me have meaning on this track yeah no matter what your age like you really just like vibe with this song like this is one of the first classic rock songs i think i like even cared about you know because i was like hey there's kids on that music video like me <laughs> Just like me. Just like me. How can you have any fish if you don't eat your meat? (laughs) How How can you get your pudding if you don't eat your meat? (laughs) If anybody can answer this question... It's, yeah, uh, send us an like email. An old he's he's actually my. They never actually. He's actually it. one of my favorite parts about like the last track, or, like yeah. the the trial track. Yeah, and they yeah. bring his voice back. Yeah, oh, yeah. But um, this, so this is the one that is you know famous. It's the music video that hey, people know about. Teacher, leave them kids alone. Everybody in the whole world knows the song. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't. Yeah. Very few, very few in the. It's got yeah, kick-ass guitar few. solo. I mean, I just it's got a little bit. Of, it's got a little bit of everything. He's got the phone beeping. Shop smooth brains. In, goes into the movie. Um, but yeah, I read a story um, on Genius uh, uh, that I hope is true. Um, Roger Waters was talking about getting the tapes back from the Islington Green School students um, that do the. Um, the chorus. Oh, that was good. Mm-hmm. And like immediately, like he heard it, he got like shivers, and he like was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be a masterpiece." Um, you know, uh, he it they, was one of those things where he immediately nailed knew. it too. They yeah. nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it. Those kids could sing. I can't imagine any. any well, other they. Way. I felt like, it. Just the way they did I it. I feel it. it. Just, yeah, it's bone yeah. chilling. You know, it is. It, it is. is. You feel it when they're when they're talking. You're like, oh man, that's awesome. By the way, side note, Brad. Yeah, these this 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 it's still crackling, so I think it might be the headphone. Okay, okay, could be my voice a little bit too, but we'll 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 check it on the break. Anyway, 
Um, but your tweaky ass, motherfucking ass, shit ass. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's been ass. it's been sitting for a while too. So <laughs> that part out of me, yeah, yeah, yeah. People. Probably have to unplug everything. But and, this is uh, this is when the in. wall really starts to gain some height. Yeah, you know, yeah. childhood childhoods a real bitch sometimes, man. This yeah, is the point where Mexico starts his paying for the wall. Oh no! <laughs> no, that's in a few tracks. The oh, Mama yeah. song about Trump. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I know that's the thing. Like you know, we have a different context for the wall these days. Obviously, wrong. Um, Do it again. But um, yeah, this is an emotional wall, which is kind of what Trump's doing as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what much to say about this song that we haven't already said. Uh, really, there's not um, much to say. You can't. There's everyone part, knows this song. There's a part that I'm not really like. I've never really understood, like the ending with the. Uh, phone call when the you with the usa thing oh okay so that that's adult pink yeah that connects to the movie actually there's a scene that, where um he's calling his no no he's not calling his dad no, no he's trying to call his wife he's trying to call okay he's trying to call his wife no sorry sorry take it back his wife's calling him okay i believe or well wait, he's pulled out movie, of his reverie is on, what you're on, saying on, See, like it i was gonna say in the movie, I he I think he, it was like a dude that answered the phone that was in bed with a lady, and then he hung up the phone. Yes, Pink, Pink, Pink was, was calling, calling his him. wife. Pink was calling was, his wife. Okay. And the guy hangs up, and then he tries to call back an operator or who's trying to connect him. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, even get disconnected. So they try to call again, and he keeps getting yeah, hung up yeah. Back on. Oh yeah, because I think in the movie it suggests that like basically because he becomes so emotionally distant. His wife, you know, seeks uh, other people, and yes. he finds that out that way, and that's kind of part well, why is of it another a call brick from the USA, though. Huh? Why is it a call from the USA, though? Because I think he's, he's on British. tour. They're I think well, he's because he's on tour. I think so he, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he is kind of the you know um, traveling musician in the movie too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so I get it now. Yeah, so um, it's it's it connects to the movie, um, which I saw the first part of today. But um, oh, the next song, mother? next song is one of my faves. It is mother. It is mother, and it's yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's tra- a hot track. It's a hot track. Ooh, babe, You know that Mama's gonna help build the wall. That that doesn't spell anything good. <laughs> well, yeah, it's yeah, one of those. She's just helping him put the bricks in yeah. his mind's. Like, yeah, she's just wall. like dumping them out. No one's gonna point. hurt her baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the song I was uh, referring to earlier. When you know, like your mom like, kind of she's gonna check out all like, your kids girlfriends. things. No set in dirty mind get by through. Parents, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, this song really explains that. Like, yeah, like, it, and it's it, and it's about the times too. Generational trauma. Mother, do called. you think they'll drop the bomb? Yeah, like that's that's war torn Germany. Mom, uh-huh. do, do you think they're gonna drop the bomb this time again? Oh, oh yeah, like well, last yeah, they, they could. Well, I was gonna say they could probably be thinking they could be thinking about um, nuclear bombs too. Oh yeah, because you know that's always always um, in the Cold War. Well, in the Cold War, oh, that yeah, was yeah. Uh, that was a real fear. Mm-hmm. So always. Um, 
And then, you know, do you think they will like this song? Do you think they'll break my balls? Do you think, should I build the wall? Um, he's kind of getting at, I think, that... It looks like this is multiple ages, just everything yeah. his mom was with him at, like, every stage. Like, uh -huh. she was always there well, for this That's step, all he had. His dad yeah. died in the war. And of course. I, I think that it's... And I think that his mom is basically telling him to, like, basically be quiet and tamp that down these questions and these ideas you know instead of like addressing them it's like she's just saying not now it's, i can't i can't talk like you know i think it's almost a smothering him at that point like yeah it's gonna be okay like i don't think she's trying yeah, to him. I, I think I, she's just trying to like make sure nothing will ever hurt him i'm with dave on this one yeah, i feel yeah. more like this is uh a smothering type of situation yeah where she's so like you're my baby I've lost That's my husband. Yeah. This is all I have. Uh -huh. They might drop a bomb on us any day, and we could all go. Like, uh, oh yeah, you yeah, yeah. are like, my dropping life. that fear into him, so he never leaves. Like, that. Wait, I think I think it's she's creating like, mommy. So he, he gets older, and it's like, don't worry, I won't let anyone hurt you. I won't let anything. And then as time goes on, she's the, she's the only one she, he has, so mm -hmm. she's always just yeah covering him yeah. and making sure nothing will happen. And well, just, that kind of brings me more back fragile, to the, uh, melt, like almost a or a mentally fragile at this point yeah yeah kind of brings me back to the first track the some of the commentary that i was reading about uh the thin ice that they talk about mm -hmm. it's like they they mentioned that the thin ice is kind of like the people like your support the, the ice is the support that you have throughout life and thin ice means you don't have much support uh -huh. and thick ice means you have a lot of support and i feel uh -huh. like this is why he was like skating on the thin ice is because he, he doesn't had all this stuff pushed into his brain uh -huh. that he was mama's boy and doesn't have friends and he anything. doesn't have so a when group he, finally he has breaks one person from it's it, very thin having that one person only supporting yeah yeah um the guy that wrote uh conan the barbarian actually was a huge mama's boy that uh couldn't live with himself after his mother died yeah yeah so just remember um you know th those kind of guys can put on a really check on like, your creative friends. They put on a really like Sometimes intense they have front issues. but it's just a front <laughs> Bradley you know? LeBaron are you a mother's boy uh well I'm definitely a mama's boy but yeah, I think too. it's I think it's good I think it's probably I'm good. a mama's boy but I'm a guy who agree like who Actually, gets along with my dad better as an adult so that's so, that's where I'm at Maybe. so John so during the listen through while we were listening to this song right. my mom texted me I love you Brad. Uh, 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 I was like oh my god Oh, wow. That's beautiful. She's pulling me in. That's beautiful. <laughs> no, she everything yeah. be okay, felt, Brad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She felt the waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's your mama. She yeah. knows. I'm like, Mama, do you think Yo they'll mama. like this? Do you think they'll like this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want, Mama. Mama, do you think I should mix this track? <laughs> <laughs> For you? <laughs> I'm really Also, glad I think that on. I think that this song is um kind of the first glimpse at future Pink Floyd. Like, this is very, to me, very Division Bell. Like, this is kind of that weird kind of... You mean, you mean like, 90s Pink Floyd? Or late yeah, 80s yeah, yeah. Pink? I think, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. I feel like this is, like, this is, like, one of their first times in the album where they're, like, getting into that zone, you know, of what was to come. Well, you know, that also could mean... That also could help why it was so popular because it's very Pink Floyd pasty, but they also got out of their comfort zone, and that can that kind of creative fusion can create for mm -hmm. a really unique sound that pushes an album sometimes. 
Yeah. That's kind of what this is. Well, and sometimes sometimes the one track out of the album that sounds different than the rest of the tracks is the wa- the way that the artist sounds from then on. Mm-hmm. Like The Killers, they had one track that was like really weird and kind of Western, and then their whole next album was just Western, Samstown. Mm. You know? Well, yeah, because you try something, yeah. and then you're like, hey, that worked. Uh-huh. Let's let's try an album, but back. like it wasn't like it was the most liked song on the album or anything. But I, like for me, it was like uh, I don't know what well, I feel see, about then, that song. Then but again, then the though, album came out, and I was like, dude, this is fantastic. Um, you know, you say I'm more division bell or more momentary lapse of reason. I'm not as familiar with that one. I'm more familiar okay. with division bell. But um, like I'm all for like artist creativity and expansion. You know, like trying new things and becoming better at what you do by branching out and, well you're always you know, growing things, every time like, like you hear other stuff and you're always right experimenting but like sometimes you get this band and... you really like and they just broadside you with an album that's totally different and you're like we don't like growth the thing that pisses me off is Scott, the people that change. just immediately stab it to Scott, death we change. don't we don't yeah. like change all right when we when we when we click with a band change. for one plus albums we don't want them to come out with something different. I it's know, like, but like what, the what's people that? that totally just murder an album just because it's different, uh-huh. like, that pisses me off. Like, I, okay, I'm with you, like, Scott, because sometimes you, you'll hear something new. I've been a new album you've been waiting for, like, it's not what I wanted. And then, yeah, I mean, listen to it some more. It'll actually grow on you. You'll actually might appreciate it more. Some, some albums some you point, do need to hear multiple times. Yes. To to appreciate like there's there's That's there have true. been a few times where like I listen the first time I'm like this is dumb and then like I listen a few more times I'm like oh okay this is getting snarky. into my subconscious a little bit because it's Putting different right away wall. you almost oh, want shit. to hate it because it's not the same as what you like oh this is not what I was like I wasn't expecting this yeah we don't like being blindsided it. yeah yeah but again the way, there's like, this really awesome a, a few uh, months or a year later and, like, fresh mind it'll sound like wait this is this is actually pretty good. Yeah, sometimes it's just it's they they grow so fast and in such a short time that you're just not ready for it. Something exactly. you know what I mean? If one band stays the same and almost gets bored and stare like you got to just change up a little bit, just a little bit, just give us something. Just, there. You got to keep your mind open and be ready for the unexpected because sometimes it can be beautiful. Yeah, it can be killer. It can be the killers. Oh, and uh, one more line from this song before we move on. Um, like it really emphasizes the kind of control that mom, um, shows in the second chorus. Uh, he says, uh, hush now, baby, don't cry. Mom is going to check all your, out all your girlfriends for you and won't let anyone dirty get through. Mom is going to wait to, until you get in and find out where you've been. So basically yeah. like she's, older. she's not even... His mother isn't even letting him basically build any meaningful relationships either. Oh, God, She's no. going to so. hook him up, and that's all there is to it. And she's yeah. going to be like, where the hell are you? Oh, and then, and then he makes eyes, a comment on the wall. Either. What? Then he makes a comment on the wall. Mother, did it need to be so hot? Oh. Uh, yep. Finishes uh, with that. I thought. John. I thought. Weed high. So high. Oh. <laughs> I didn't need to be, but goddamn, it sure helps life when I am. Hell I was yeah. like, wait, wait, I'm in a better mood. When did his mother get high? I don't I missed that. Um like, you know the part where he says oh, babe, oh, babe, pass the bong again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that, Dave? What? Bong? I like So bong. she pretty much just built this gigantic emotional wall around him. Yes. Just yeah. Can't be him or can't be and this and this is him like 
Like that outro is like adult pink being like, God damn it, mom. I get that well, you and, loved me, but does it have much to be back so high? Like, Jesus. Well, and a uh, uh, fun fact, if you don't get any emotional like love like really, really early on in your life, um, there's actually, um, especially, yeah, there's a lot of serial Evidence. killers who one of their co- common factors is they never experience love, the love of their mother um, and father in most situations. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's that lack of connection. And uh, it's very, very damaging. This is how you get feral children. Well, notice, though, because of the overprotection of mothers, Pink is not, he is not on that side of serial killer side. He is on the, I'm sitting here thinking about taking my own life. Well, I I think that often that's that's a a very, that's a very, uh, well, it's a very thin line, honestly. Um, A lot of the people that go and do, you know, shootings are people that are suicidal. You know what I mean? Because they're Fair like, enough. oh, if I'm going to do it, might as well. You Take know. some people with me. Um, and that's kind of his alter ego, I think, in the, sh- in the movie is kind of representative of that. Because um, it isn't, it, is the guy that's doing the speeches the same actor that's playing Pink? I can't tell. I might not be. I don't think the so, because they in didn't the movie. do the movie. Is the, who, who's, the, who's, the, who's the guy speaking in the movie? That, that's that that's like the Bob. Hitler guy. Oh, never mind. He's the Hitler-looking guy. <laughs> oh, that's still Bob. Bye, blue sky. Okay, 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 okay. It's the All same, right. same person. Okay, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Because that's kind of that's like he grew up. Basically, that's like the he. That's yeah. That's it's the same person. that's Bob uh, Goldup, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he remembers seeing. Uh, oh, there was a train full of of uh, of people in. Uh, train cars in one of the scenes in the movie. So it's, it's all children with like a mask on when they yeah. start going by because he played. He's actually goes by and phone, finds like the bullets in his chest, his father's chest, and he mm-hmm. puts them on the chest uh-huh. track. Yeah. As it goes by, he's, he's stuck in there, and he in the flash he sees like all the like the kids' face and these masks on. Mm-hmm. And this in the movie, that's just the the kids are wearing the same masks when they're like on like the conveyor belt behind on, on the desks and going through like the meat grinders and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, the meat grinder from the that music video. I love yeah, that. they kind of walk out <laughs> and just keep falling into meat it one and one by one. Meat grinder. Yeah, there's a lot of meat in this uh, album. Um, How can you it's have very meat, meat if yeah. you don't eat your pudding? But, but you the, don't uh, get next... your pudding if you don't eat your meat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this next song is "Goodbye Blue Sky." Ooh, good tune. Bye bye. The falling bombs. Did, 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 did you ever wonder why we had to run for shelter with the promise of a brave goodbye? Oh man, blue the first sky. time, anytime I see like a clear blue sky, the first thing that pops in my mind, the, in the very back of my mind, is always, Look, mommy, there's no airplane up in the sky. I swear to god, like every time I see like, yeah. a, like a full blue sky, that's wow. the only thing I keep hearing. Oh, that had an impact on you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's God and his his wall. <laughs> I like that they reference Brave oh, New World here, here too. Like they they reference like uh, the dystopia Brave New World, which is you know supposed to be kind of like Nazi Germany, right? It slowly builds that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of what they're building towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Oh man, that was just as fucked up. And as this is one of the really that. messed up music videos in the the movie. Well, I think well, I, I mean, showed you. I did ima- I show you this one? No. Okay. But I can imagine that. Flies up and dies, becomes a giant like black bird. No, this is the one I showed you. Hammers. This is the one I showed you where like there's a bird flying and then there's like dead bodies that come to life and like comes down and rips that thing in half. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. 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 Yeah. It's the acid trip. It's fucking. Yeah. Insane, and then it just goes back to normal reality in a field. Yep. Playing. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the uh, train scene we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. We're we're piecing it together. Um, but yeah, he, he's. This is, I think, all about the war, right? Like, this particular song is. Yeah, it sounds yes. like it with them yeah. talking yeah. about dropping the bombs and having mm-hmm. to run for shelter. Mm-hmm. The, the pain lingers on, man. World. Yeah. The yeah. pain lingers on. Yeah, it was as a child, like uh, always being have to like run and deal with that crap. Yeah, uh-huh. because there's the fear of the possible planes oh, dropping man. bombs. Yeah, so yeah. much crap. No, it's uh, hey, I feel like this one really goes with the last one too. I feel like they kind of blend into each other pretty well. And rightfully should they should be they should melt yeah. together quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um. And, Look, you know, mommy. it's part of the reason that he can't be normal, you know, because he's... Oh, he's fucked up. I, I yeah. like the... Uh, yeah, Pink is I like the, 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 the intro to this song. Look, Mommy, there's an airplane up in the sky, because that's kind of like... That's the plane that's hitting the wall. He was like, Look, there's know? no plane up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Well, and um, <clears throat> there is also the wall that was in the world um, in the middle of Germany right then, too, right? Because yes. this is also kind of loosely talking about that, right? I mean, he could be. Roger Waters is not from Germany. I'm just saying it. Yeah, it was so, on. It was on the zeitgeist. It's extremely of the world. possible. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely that, on. That, that, oh yeah, mind. people will get this because of that. Most are going off. The wall on this album is like 20. It's very things. loosely because he was born in 43. Yeah. So yeah, the I memories think... he has is going to be very, very. Very few and far between. Yeah, it's almost yeah, yeah. like kind of building this. What he thinks it probably could. Yeah. By the way, this really. By the way, um, this movie really reminds me of the show Dark, actually, um, that I've been watching a lot of, where it goes Netflix? through a bunch of people's different lives. Yeah. Because um, it also oh, takes place. In, it takes place too. in Germany, so I mean, it's it's not a very it similar setting. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. it's. It's, Sounds like a Black Mirror kind of situation or something. Oh, oh it is. Fuck, dude. I might have to Shit's check it out. fucked up. Dude, you, if you haven't watched it, anyone who's listening right what now. Is, what is it called? Wait, Dave. What's it called Dave, again? you see Dark? You watched Dark? Yeah. I haven't watched the newest season, oh. but I've seen the first dude, two Dave. or three. Oh. All right. Now, I'm gonna, let's not get Side. into the weeds, but dude, I'm going to be making a podcast about that. Um, you're going to be on it. Um, right, cool. yeah, don't yeah, you yeah. ruin anything for me. No. No. We got to nope. nope. continue. Nope. Um, but, uh, it's the wall, Scott. It's the wall. It's the wall. Uh, we got to get into empty spaces, and then um, do you guys want to take a break empty. after yeah, empty I can, spaces? I could have another cigarette. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I right. Stretch my asshole cheeks. All right, so empty spaces. Here it is. Could just say stretch your legs. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Camp. How should I? What fun would it be if I just said stretch my legs, though? 
<laughs> everybody, it get, wouldn't be fun. We have no laughter. Everybody, get ready to stretch your assholes and uh, take a quick break. Stretch your time for the ninth. And, uh, time for the eighth. We'll inning. About, what was that ninth inning? We'll talk stretch about or empty yeah. spaces. Seventh inning stretch. stretch. Well, I kind of thank you for joining us earlier too. Like, this is the song where he's talking. Hey everyone, this is Grant Summerlin, and you're listening to the Album Concept Hour. Empty spaces, take two. I feel the final places. How should I complete the wall? Yeah. That goes into a. That was kind of what I was talking about earlier. Is like um, where he needs to fill the empty spaces of the wall because he's broken free from the the things that he's known, and now he's kind of starting to lose it, and needs to figure out how to fill those empty bricks. Yeah. Because now there's just gaps in what he's known, and needs to fill them with new knowledge. Well, yeah, because eventually you're going to, like, you need to face your emotions. You know what I mean? Like, it's something that needs to happen. It's going to happen. Well, especially after, like, your brain is drilled with all of these things that you need to know and everything by your parents throughout your years. Now that he's not getting that support or isn't taking it anymore, he's trying to fill in what he knows. Mm -hmm. He realizes he doesn't know half of what he thought he did. Mm-hmm. It, it must have been really hard to grow. I mean, just for the simple fact that like people were like, all of the people that are your leaders have ex- gone to hell and back, pretty much. You know right. what I mean? So everyone's got this really hardcore edge yeah. just from having been in the war, right? And they're trying to raise kids, you know, to and you know because in, in their trauma you know they're trying to raise well that's not something you can just turn on or off you no know? Like, no once like when you're in war you're in war and when you come home like you can't just flip the switch you can't just be like a total 180 you know like mm-hmm. it it lives with you and it haunts you and mm-hmm. you portray that upon your family and... yeah, that was nom yeah well, that was all. I'm angry. Well, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, Nam yeah. was definitely one of the bigger ones. Well, Nam was, was Nam was bloody. One of, yeah, yeah. Nam was the worst. Well, plus we got to. I think it was because we got to see it happening. It had a really different uh, effect on everyone because they saw it like semi live. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they saw it um, at least within a week of the video taking place. You know? Yeah. Can you imagine a war nowadays? Like like a civil war on home turf like that shit would be on facebook live and twitter and like uh, youtube yeah. all day long yeah. don't get me started wouldn't be able insane, to hide anything how insane would that be to like actually watch it go down the stuff that oh, it's, it's it it sucks too because it's like the stuff that countries have done in the past to deal with situations right they wouldn't get a chance to heroize it or glorify it because it would just this is what they did Mm-hmm. Damn, they killed a lot of people with that. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, in the context of this album, of course, it's like World War II, where it's you know the um, the last know, um, the Holocaust and just I call the it the really... last glory war because it's the last war that we really were able to paint a nice picture for, despite everything. 
Mm-hmm. Like after that war just got war just got bloody. War is more of war now. You know. Well, it's it's the 21st century yeah. now. That we have drones and we have Correct. technology that kind of separates us from the social, the gritty. Well, well, there's there's a degree of separation sometimes in warfare these days where you're not maybe directly on the front line. You might dropping the bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, like the whole thing with Iraq, you know, like we've been there so long and like we've known all about it, but we don't exactly know because we're not there. Yeah. Like we just get what the media's told us about it. Yeah, it, it's know. a really like 1984 um, situation where it's like a, a vague like place elsewhere um, right. where war, war is constantly happening. Where you don't really realize the true details behind it until years later you know like the whole yeah. uh yeah. seal team six and the whole takedown of uh osama bin laden uh-huh. like you heard the story like yeah you know all this mm-hmm. stuff and then you like years later you hear like the full story about it and you're like wow that's really intense <laughs> you know uh-huh uh-huh yeah um it's a yeah definitely a different uh different thing um, these days, but also, you know, there's, there's always like similarities between, you know, veterans experiences, even if you are behind the drone, like you can get PTSD, like from just, I killed a million people with a touch of a button. Yeah. Yeah. That can, that can still wear at you, you know? Um, so I think, I think that this, um, movie slash album is kind of, um, getting also at the fact that, um, some people are seeing a rise in the kind of fascist type of um, thinking. Leadership again? Well, yeah, they're seeing that that kind of fascist type of thinking um, resurface again, and um, it's bringing back all of these horrible memories from the past as well. You know, like World War Two. So, a lot of a lot of stuff going on here. Um, and this oh, this track I really liked that it was. Um, First of all, kind of a breath of breath of air, you know, because it's literally like, you know, very um, chill, atmospheric kind of sound. It kind of reminds me of like John Carpenter. Well, with the instrumental intro, that's it's really smooth, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a good one for the uh, production. Um, it's another one of those eerie songs, though. Yeah. Like they yeah. kind of, like the whole album kind of, or the first what? half at least, has that kind of like eerie undertone because it's in his know. head you, yeah. you get those dark ominous tones because he's in his head yeah but i mean there are he's staring like, at the wall as dark as like, it is though there is some really ambient guitar solos and really cool special effects along the way that makes it a flowing journey of happiness and depression and yeah. insanity yeah, yeah, I mean, and this is only the first half, you know what I mean? Like, right. we only went through the first half today, and there's, like, a lot of uh, a lot of story to, to parse through. So Definitely, yeah. That's why this is one of the, you know, the big ones for uh, conceptual this things. This is like a it's, really it's good like a, story. It's a stepping stone for, you know, rock, um, you know, epic tales, you know. Um, and as dark as this one can be, Tommy's equally as dark as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We should watch Repo, the genetic opera, sometime. <laughs> uh, Repo, that one, that, movie. <laughs> that one is bananas. We should definitely. So anyway, <laughs> should we learn how he completes the wall? Let's uh, let's see how he completes Let the wall. I believe on. it is uh, Young Lust. Oh, okay. Oh no, this is oh yeah, Young Lust. I like this one. We were talking about uh, killer guitar work, so. What are you doing? 
you know, up until this today, is the lyrics we were talking. I about. had no idea what he said in that point. Oh, this, really? This was the one we were talking about when we did the listen through because no, neither one of us knew. I what always they thought were he saying. said, "I need a magic woman, I need a magic gal," but that is obviously a misheard lyric of 2020. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, there. Floyd has a lot of that. <laughs> well, it's definitely the the you know the British accent. Uh huh. Uh huh. They definitely do da- not, Daddy. They don't try to like Americanize their accent at all. No. Whereas there are some British groups that do Americanize their accents, which but is weird though because like, I know, right? Apparently, in singing, that's like one of the things that almost comes natural for a lot of singers is that they can make it sound American without even trying. Yeah. It's like There's just the way so you, many actors that do that. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. it's like something like in the way they like the harmony of their voice and like. Just the way they sing it and the pitches, like apparently, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier for them. But then you hear mm-hmm. them talk and they're like extremely Australian or extremely British or something. You're like, how the hell does that happen? <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, if you go to like Scottish or Irish, it's like basically just English spoken their own way. Yeah, you know what I mean. English dialects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's I guess that kind of makes sense, but it's it's still kind of weird. Um, but I mean, it's also, you know, America influencing um, England's music, England influencing America's oh, music. Oh, we, we did that back and forth for years. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, uh, we're a very incestuous uh, music community, <laughs> us in Britain. We're incestuous with each other, really. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. We Britain, split off from Britain. And we're, they're just they're our, the Lannisters. We've been a part of their culture ever since, and they've been a part of ours. Yeah, yeah. They're like our, our, our weird twin brother. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. I liked, um, for a long time, especially in high school, um... I was on this like forum, Metal Sucks. Yeah. And uh, they were talking about. Of course. <laughs> yeah. They were talking about how um, Bring Me the Horizon and uh, Bullet for My Valentine were coming over as like one. Like it was like they had both been, like both became big in the UK and now they're both kind of emerging in the USA. And it was like the battle of like the British bands to see who uh, would kind of make it, you know? Uh-huh, and like uh-huh. you listen to their stuff, Bullet for My Valentine, you can't tell at all. Yeah, like, there's that's like the first hardly time hearing, any. That's the first time hearing that they're British. Yeah, so. it's like you can hardly no tell. Idea. And then Bring Me the Horizon, like you can obviously tell because he's got some kind of accent. I mean, not in his earlier stuff because he was like extremely mm. like deathcore and like yeah. you know back in the day. Yeah, but... <laughs> fuck, dude. Okay. Now, now that he tried to change it up, yeah, because Oliver Sykes had to have like reconstructive surgery and like he blew yeah. out his vocal cords yeah. like, three yeah. times. That'll and... happen. I mean, when you're doing that stuff, you can't do it forever. So, like, when yeah, you yeah. change that style after a while, you can definitely tell that the British is coming out again, you know? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The British are coming. Well, and it probably feels a little more, um, I, I don't know. I think that he wanted this. He wanted, I think he always wants this stuff to be very British and very proudly British uh, in Pink Floyd. Like, it's all really about British culture and, like, what's going on in Britain and stuff. You know, um, which is nice, which is nice that there's actually a focus on that instead of always being focused on the U.S. Um, but I, I uh, what one of the themes of the song that um, I was seeing on the notes here is that he kind of wanted to um, he kind of wanted to like put forth the kind of uh, feeling of like being basically a young person that's just trying to get laid and get action all the time 
and Ooh, like you're you're down at the dirty woman. the porno it's, theaters and the the uh, bookshops and stuff. But I like, think it's mostly just young rock. Like at the end of the night or on the tour, it's just yeah. it's sex, drugs, rock and roll. That's this song is just the rockers. Definitely, life. everything definitely. thrown out the window is just living this insane life. It's kind of like Pink Floyd's "Fat Bottom Girl." Would you agree? You mean uh, Queens? I hate Queens. that song. Well, but but I mean, but that's kind of the same kind of thing, though. It's like taking that, um, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll lifestyle thing. I know it's overplayed, but like it is. It, but it's it's a you know similar uh, song, thing though. that they're they're singing about. I feel like this was before it was overplayed, though. Like it was oh. starting to become a thing. Yeah, but wasn't like so we don't around the same time. Yet. Well, yeah, like like saying this rather than like slut shaming in a song or something. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's weirdly progressive for the time. You know, correct. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, definitely like the the video is absolutely sex, drugs, rock and roll oh, um, yeah. in the movie. It's just them after a show with a bunch of girls getting naked, doing drugs, um, and um, the kind of uh, I guess. In the movie, it's kind of like uh, the soullessness he feels after all that's done, you know, because that's it's pink. Um, I feel like this fits in between two movies: one almost famous and one rock star. Like it's like that. Like I the just mid, like, right Between that before, like yeah, like the, that's like a the really two good senses movie. and two timelines. Wait, is Rockstar the one with um, with uh, the Office guy? Who? Office guy. There's a lot of guys in the office. Dwight. Um, no, that's Baldwin. the rocker. Never mind. Never mind. No, yeah. um, no, I haven't seen the the rock star, but um, yeah, I've seen, famous I've seen. Famous. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what it's you're like meaning right about. Like Donnie G just like, showed me it's that. Like movie, it's yeah. kind of coming it's like two different timelines, but it meshes on that that dead center where I feel like the song fits in perfectly. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, the movie does such a great job of representing different timelines and different stories at the same time. Um, it's really, yeah, it goes all over the place, the movie. I'm really psyched to see the uh, second half of it again because I haven't seen it in a while. Um, oh, it gets better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you guys want to get on to track 10? Yeah, let's do it. We are at uh, one of my turns. Oh, Here we go. Yeah, this is kind of like kind of part two of the the Young Lust song. I think yeah. I feel like they're very connected. Um, this is bringing someone bring back to the hotel, like your your rumor. It's just like yeah. that whole intro. Like she's excited about like, are these all your guitars? Like, look at this bathtub. Like and she's yeah, excited yeah. about everything she has, and he's just deadpan. Like, he could not care less about anything. Well, and like he he's won't even broken. answer. He won't even answer her a oh, simple no. question. He TV. won't even. He won't even like say if he wants water. He's no, just he's shut just, off. He's shut man. down. And then in the movie, he just starts at some point, he snaps. I think when this song is starting, maybe, or at some point in this song, he snaps. Like, I think it's, it's what, halfway it through? Way, I believe it's the line that says, Run to the bedroom and the suitcase on the left, you'll find my favorite act. So, again, uh, referring to either the guitar or a physical, like the uh, actual damaging acts. Like, what is he yeah. referring to? But basically, just destroying everything at that point. Like, 
I believe that is the snap in the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can hear at the end of that clip, you can hear the glass breaking, which oh, is yeah. him like throwing a wine bottle at the wall, like really like terrorizing this woman. Um, <laughs> and uh, like she doesn't like get harmed or anything, but it's like his emotional uh, meltdown and destruction oh, yeah. of He's everything just, around him. He realizes that nothing means anything to Dude, him he, anymore. He hit the wall like 120 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. That scene is mm-hmm. just awesome um but crash test dummy yeah i mean that room man like they they broke a lot of glass oh and then he, like, he like puts like his he like puts his hand on oh, the yeah, big piece of glass and oh right that part really really visceral i was like ah why pink yeah I'm in my take your hand off the glass room. pink stop <laughs> yeah use that chart to shave your eyebrows off oh man right <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like, oh, speaking of shaving your eyebrows off, I feel like this song is kind of uh, getting back to that kind of narrator inside his head character, you know? Um, Because I feel like whenever he's doing, like, singing in this kind of more sing-songy stage way, it, to me, signifies that guy, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, he's not actually saying anything. It's just his mind talking for him because he's going psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's just it, he thinks he's talking, but he's not talking. Yeah, yeah. It's um. Well, I mean, if you want to get into like schizophrenia, I mean, this is like you know classic schizophrenic kind of activity. You know, which I blame his mom on all this. I definitely yeah. I but, blame too many drugs. Uh, maybe, but too um, many drugs. Well, I mean, Emphasis mama and too many drugs well, for mama. Well, schizophrenia actually, if you take a lot of drugs, it actually compounds the that kind of thing. So, I mean, there is a oh. connection, you know, if for people that do that, um, that are also schizophrenic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but they're also very, you know, the the thing is, those people are also the most creative people you'll ever meet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, because their mind are all, is always just wandering all over the place. Um, which is why Sid Barrett, um, which, you know, people think had schizophrenia, um, was so weird and creative. (laughs) Um, but it's a horrible thing to go through though. Um, uh, schizophrenia, it's not, not, uh, something to, uh, want to love. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, but this song, um, it's a really dark point in um pink's life you know it's like Mm -hmm. the pinnacle of the downward spiral yeah because like you see him older in the the beginning of the movie where he's like just he's got you know more facial hair and he's just staring at the screen and it's clearly years after this incident but i think this is like maybe the last time he tries to connect to somebody like for real Mm -hmm. you know yeah very very sad sad times sad times very sad times. sad times Um, but yeah, he, you know, he, he, it, it even says a lot of, you know, um, kind of death, uh, you know, suicidal kind of things where it's like, um, nothing is very much fun anymore. I can only feel one of my turns coming on. I feel cold as a razor blade, tight as a tourniquet, dry as a funeral drum. The drum is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, he's really, um, you know. He's, his wall is just uh, destroying him. Oh, it's up. Yeah, it's up. and uh, It's the Berlin it's up and Wall, yes. Yeah. This is probably the strongest the wall is in the entire uh, album. Why are you running away? Yeah. Why are you running away? 
I feel like this is probably one of the <laughs> best ones to see live. Dave, you are just the most excellent virtual singer. <laughs> virtual Dave. One week only. Don't leave me now. Don't leave me now. Oh, didn't didn't we do a double clip on yes, this one? Yes, we did. We did. All right, so uh, for this track, we did uh, actually the... 11th track into the 12th track. So this is going to be Don't Leave Me Now into Another Brick in the Wall, Part 3. Part 3. Wait, what? Huh? What? What? What do you mean? What? Is this, is this part of "Don't Leave Me Now"? That well, was. It's all the parts. That was that. "Don't Leave Me Now" into another brick in the wall, part three. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, we, we liked. We liked the bridge. Yeah, we liked the bridge between them. I um, just think it's funny because he's like, "Don't leave me now," and then he's like, "I don't need any of this shit." Like, <laughs> yeah, I think he that's... has like a psycho break there for a minute where he's like, "Don't leave me now," but fuck all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes a little bit back and forth. Um, schizophrenia talking hardcore in the end of this first uh first part of the cd maybe first part of the maybe. albums um yeah he's he's kind of uh i guess in don't leave me now he's going through the motions of of losing her um in the in the, in the movie there's you know the scenes where he you know she's with another man and he finds out yep. through the phone call and so it's also another point where he's just so wait, does he get with the groupie after the divorce then? Uh, Are we to so believe that? that? The, okay. Because the phone call happens before that encounter. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. Okay, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he basically loses his relationship. He doesn't tear apart their house in a crazy, violent way. But the groupie comes back to the apartment or the hotel room and he wrecks shit. Does that there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes all Guns and Roses in that bitch. Smash everything. Goes all everywhere. Keith Moon. Yeah, yeah. He goes as all all classic rock. Very bands. rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, maybe the last time that he cared about someone really was this. Uh, I really, I really like the end of this song when he's with the clicker and he's just clicking through TV and. He, Oh, that yeah, when your yeah. Mind is, when your mind is unsatisfied like that and going on the brink, like nothing can, you know, nothing will satiate you. You just, ah, 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 it's not just ah, nothing. It's almost like I feel like it's any, something everything you like, to. nothing just even matters anymore at that point. You know, I feel like that's something we can all relate to, though. After like coming home from a hard day of work mm-hmm. or something, and you just click through the channels because you just don't care, and you just have that moment yep. of. Everything is empty. Fuck, fuck re- you're, all this You're relaxed, shit. but you just don't care, and you just try to find something to drown the silence of the room. Yep. When it's been like a, a hard day's night. You know what I mean? The hardest day's night. Yeah, yeah. But less fun than a Beatles song. Yeah, a lot less fun. A lot less fun. <laughs> I do like that this song, like, um, 
it snaps it back <laughs> in the movie it snaps it back to one of the first scenes in the movie you know what i mean like it kind of is one of the first times it comes back to the pink that's sitting in the chair in the future so it's like from this point on it's like another almost another journey entirely you know because this is, you know, like we said, this is only halfway through the album. So. Or basically, at this point, we caught up from his past. Now we see him moving forward. We, yeah, yes. we, we've gone through the interlude. We know the backstory now. Yeah, we know what created him. Yeah, it's like season two of Dark. Ha <laughs> Zinger. Yeah, yeah. You're all monsters. <laughs> You're a monster. Or what you think is the beginning. We're all monsters. Deep down. Dave is the creepiest monster of them all. This is the end. <laughs> but it's the beginning. This is the end of the world. This is the end of line. Just remember, it's all in all. It's the last bricks in the wall. Goodbye, cruel world. All right. So, uh, um, bricks all the this way the, down. This is the last track, guys. Uh, you ready? You ready for the last one? I'm ready. Oh! I really hope it's a dark beer. Yeah, yeah Dave. Um, what do you uh, What have you been uh, sipping on this podcast? What are you drinking? So, the listen through and this it was a 2012 Berman County and KPS. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. A 2012, so eight okay. years old. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Berman County from Goose Island and. Founders KPS. Ooh, okay, okay. Along with a uh, Revolution Death Star. Death Star. Death Star is good shit. Death Star. Is that like is that like a really uh, heavy beer? Oh yeah, it's just, it's their big stout. Oh man, oh I love stouts. Mm. I'm gonna have to actually it's write that one a down. Bar- bourbon barrel aged stout. Oh man, I love a good stout. Hey Dave, mail me some good beers. <laughs> give them to, or secretly give them to Jay and have him port them up to my apartment. Man, I can drop you off a little package before Thursday's show. I think you mm. drained my Jonas. Yeah, do it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be uh, be grabbing some beers for the Thursday show. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you, John? What are you sipping on? Classic Steel Reserve for El Jano over here. El Jano. Steel Reserve. El Jano sipping on Steel Reserve and eating cheese and crackers like <laughs> yep. a good Wisconsinite. Yeah, yeah, that's probably uh, the most Wisconsin uh, uh, setup you've, we've had. So, so, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Scotty? Scotty boy. Scotty. I am drinking a Two-hearted? Bell's Two-Hearted Ale, an Ooh. American IPA. I love Bell's Two-Hearted. Uh, I grabbed these beers today thinking about Dave because of the good old days when him and I would go to shows together and we'd get wasted off of fucking Two-Hearted Ales. Just just two of them or something, right? <laughs> and then he would just... spill them all over the floor and give them <laughs> like away that, to random people. Like that, and... like that Mask Intruder <laughs> show? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you gotta give away super wasted and I had to intruder. buy him beers because he had no idea what the hell he was doing. He's like mosh pitting and throwing his beer. Man, and I'm like, oh, I bought man. shoe beer after that and the guy dropped his as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He gave he bought me a He's beer, like, but he chugged half of it before he gave it to me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can see it now. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. It uh, it sparked some some good old days, you know. It's a solid yeah, beer. Yeah, right I just there. needed it, and I needed yep. this. So, one one day after they find the cure, we'll uh, we'll gather in places and we shall run into each other in mosh pits. Rub our bodies against one another. I want to shove my cruel body against all of your willing bodies. (laughs) 
Scott, I uh, will accept your body. I accept it. <laughs> yes. I consent. Um, My cruel body. So uh, I am sipping on some H2O. I'm, uh, water saving, sucks. Water I'm, sucks. I'm saving my my body and my liver for Thursday night. Um, I can't do it twice in one week like that. Hey, you got to prep. You got to get ready. That's, for this. that's yeah. why I didn't get a ride for this. Obviously, one. I figure I should only mm-hmm. do that once a week. Obviously, yeah. Dave. Thursday, I'm planning on enough, getting. So. Yeah, yeah. You get barley wine bash for his uh, bride there. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'd be like oh, me and, at the um, first rendezvous. And we're gonna have uh, Jake the Snake on the uh, second episode. What? For this one. So, uh, nice. Yeah, look forward to that. I'm going to be sending him the sound file of this so he can uh, critique us. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Nice work, um, Brad. But uh, yeah, that is what we have been <laughs> drinking. That is what we have been drinking. All right. Brad, don't we have two songs left? Um, we have one. Well, because remember, 11 and 12 were one, right? Correct. You know what? When I think about the Wait, last track of this, it just yeah. makes me want to say goodbye to the world. On um, <laughs> isn't go goodbye the last track? Yeah, yeah, goodbye cruel oh, world. That's what we're sorry. on. Yeah, yeah, we oh, have. I thought we saw part three. No, no, no. Remember that was that was what we covered. The 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 part where the TV starts. That's the beginning of part three. So Dave's drink enough beers to not know where the hell he is. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking with you, Dave. He's probably more sober than all of us, and he's drinking like 80% beer. <laughs> all right, but um, yeah, this is Goodbye Cruel World. Such a defeated sound. Oh, Sounds like he's curled up in yeah. the corner yep. and just yeah. fetal position, just goodbye. Goodbye, yeah. cruel world. Oh, and uh, one thing from the last song you mentioned, I, and I don't need no drugs to calm me. So he could he could be actually talking about um, about that thing I was talking about earlier. The stuff and also the things. The stuff and things. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, so I mean, there's this one's pretty uh, straightforward. Um, well, I mean, it so it's not he's not committing suicide, even though like you know, well, he's goodbye, not committing. He's world. not he's not there yet. Yeah, yeah. Like he's saying goodbye. Oh, he's on the but in his spiral. brain, but yeah. in his brain, it's time for the trial. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's basically yeah, cutting himself off from everyone. He doesn't feel like he can trust anyone at this point he's deeply traumatized um and well again if this was a book or like a whatever like this would be a two-part book series and the first book is is his that's his childhood that's how he grew up that's how he became who he was to be and now the next book when we get to it is about what happens afterwards, about all the effects of everything, every choice that he's made. When he loses his mind, when he loses his mind, trials of is, his mind. Am I going to try and save myself, or is it too late for me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's an insane battle because you have to realize your. <laughs> you have to do it yourself. You have to realize he's doing it your, himself. Your mortal yeah. self, well, but it's, you're it's also all like up to you. You know, it's your mortal self bet. 
Well, like it's it's kind of like your imaginary your, self. It's kind of like your true self imagine or battling the person that you became. This, uh-huh. Like when when you can separate those two, that's kind of what this is. Mm-hmm. He built a person that he built a wall. He built a wall, and that became the person that he was on the outside. That was the person that went on stage. Every, well, yeah, you know? it's it's like pure. But the person inside was always screaming yeah. behind the wall. Well, and it's pure masculinity and pure mm-hmm. aggression, Correct. and it's what it's it's like something like a lot of like um, a lot of contract workers uh, turn into after many years because they start to you know love work so much that they resent people that don't work as hard as they do. Mm-hmm. So like they resent everybody. And, the same um, people that install toilets in the Death Star and they die when it blows up. Yeah, you yeah, dude. Know. These are these are the the people that like you know uh, like work for society. They're the proletariat, as uh, we we might talk about in a future episode. Um, so pretty much what, what I've gathered that? from the know, first part of this, uh, this two disc album is that, that the whole happened. first part is about Trump. Oh, uh, for this album. Well, yeah, I mean, it does. It does kind of go into they, deep narcissism you know, they and like thirty-eight years ago, her mother. Yeah, yeah, the like no human connection that's meaningful, and so the like thin ice. You just, you know, you're just all surface level. You're you're just lashing like out Joffrey at anyone from King of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, Thrones. yeah, pretty much. You know, this is just kind of the bad end results of you know, I guess, toxic masculinity, which is often rooted in deep horrible trauma you know as as we just learned about as we just learned about in detail by the way (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. this is a really uh therapeutic album it is it is it's another one that really i think does a good job issues that you really don't want to talk about i think it does a good job of of yeah um illustrating bloody gorgeous it's gorgeous i I it's a work of art it's bloody gorgeous it's like butter it's like, it's like butter, a baby. big stick of butter. You churn it and you churn it and it just spews out goodness for you. It's all goodness. Thanks, guys. You put that goodness. on some warm buttered toast and you got I'm your just day. just giving Dave some imaginary <laughs> spank bank material about the album. You just fucking churn it a couple of times and it gives you the ooey gooey goodness, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it oozes out of the wall. And it oozes out of the cracks of the wall. It's oozing out of the wall. And the walls will bleed green slime. Oh wait, they always do that. Well, what the hell kind of walls is this? It's the pink wall. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. And it's bleeding. It's bleeding. It's bleeding. Yep. And next time we'll discuss that bleeding. Yeah. No. Next time we're gonna really get it. We're gonna get into. We're gonna. We're gonna drop a bunch of acid. Take some shrooms. We're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna. Um, we're gonna ascend to uh, cloud eleven. Or twelve, maybe. If you can't understand anything that we're saying, it's because oh, super, super, salvia. That's because we super make complete and total part. sense of everything. I'm yeah. super excited for part two. Breakdown. We're gonna we're gonna take salvia every fifteen minutes just to keep it. Uh, you keep gotta it keep it peaked. real, man. Why? Gotta keep it real. Why? 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 <laughs> and we will all strangle each other before the end of the episode. We will all wind up like pink. That is Heart the goal. Heart attack. <laughs> the- yeah. Heart yeah. attack. Don't do drugs, kids. Um, so we are getting lines. to the end of the part one of the podcast, guys. So um, I just got one more question for y'all. What have you been listening to, guys? Anyone? Anyone want to start? I'll grab it. Dave. 
I guess we'll still put us on a time frame, but uh, since yesterday when uh, Enel McCorney died, I listened to a lot of his mm-hmm. uh, soundtracks or a lot of his uh, songs for the last day and a half. So yep, yep, that's been yep. me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just a bunch of Econi. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 That's good stuff. I mean, it's it's powerful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, also Charlie Daniels uh, recently passed away. Oh, yeah. It was a double day, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess yeah. he went down to the devil. Oh, yeah. He he brought his fiddle. Had no, bill, he must reap it. Had bills to pay. Did he bring something? his uh, fiddle? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, if, since the since the golden fiddle was the devil's originally, I imagine the devil would let him keep the fiddle. Yeah, or like like he would have him bring it back and be like, "Give me my fiddle back, bitch." <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. He Welcome to hell, motherfucker. It's a golden fiddle, you know. You want to hold on. I don't think it was actually golden. I think it was just his fiddle. But know, you man. call it a golden fiddle because it makes for a better song. Yeah, yeah. He's making songs with uh, the devil himself now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so that's so that's that's what you've been listening to. Then. It has been. All right. What about you, John? Well, I I have been listening to a little uh, Charlie Daniels just because he has passed. Rest mm-hmm. in peace. Makes sense. Makes God sense. Bless. Um, otherwise, again, I just, uh, I've been listening to a little bit of, uh, the, the Take It All Back album a little bit. Um, that's the song. I can't remember the, the name of the album. It's the, the rap, rock and roll or the rap rock. Rolling rap. <laughs> it's, they're, Limp Biscuit? Uh, no, it's not Limp Kid Rock. Biscuit. It's um, Hard Biscuit? Uh, you know what? Listen to Soft 105. Biscuit. Crispy Biscuit? That's, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Baked Biscuit. That's what I'm doing. That's, that's, that's biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. LeBaron's Crispy Biscuit. That's our... Are we even add biscuits anymore? Otherwise, second album. just keep <laughs> watching. Yes. Uh, it's called History Season 101 on, yeah. uh, on Netflix. Yeah. yeah um, it's it's, it talks about a lot of American history type stuff. Uh Shit, just get into stuff. Stuff in the Middle East. Uh, just get into what, history, our dude. Oil, our oil interests. Just, just, just talks about uh, you know fast. Just read food. a fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> History's interesting, kids. <laughs> Learn it or repeat it. Yeah, that's your choice. <laughs> yes. As Pink is trying to tell us. Yes. Learn it or repeat it. But that is what John has been listening that's to. What John's been listening to. Okay. Nice. What about you, Scottrick? Um. So unfortunately. The band that I want to listen to only has one single out right now because it's um, of three. So they're a quick listen. Yeah, okay. it's a quick listen, unfortunately, because okay. okay. it's uh, three out okay. of five members of a band that I used to really like, uh, okay. Red Sun Rising. Okay. They uh, they for- they recently disbanded. Ooh. I haven't really read okay. into it to understand why. Okay. Okay. But okay. Uh, okay. three of the guys, <laughs> they went to The Violent, and they have a new song out called fly on the wall they're just called the violent yes oh. weird i know I don't, that i'm not a big been, fan of the name i'm surprised it hasn't been taken though i know right yeah but uh i yeah, bet the violence and, uh, has been taken it could very well be i bet you the violence is, that's better i know it's a song <laughs> i've listened to it recently okay but, okay yeah so anyway red sun rising disbanded okay. formed three out of the five guys formed the violent and then they released uh fly on the wall which okay. is excellent and i would recommend everybody take a listen to that mm. so yeah a lot of red sun rising been listening to uh, a little queens of the stone age mm. Um, mm. Uh, what's the other one? them crooked vultures i actually saw them live once 
Oh man, I'm jealous. Yeah, right they now. opened up for the Foo Fighters oh. back in like 2011. That sounds awesome. It was really super cool. It's one of my favorite <laughs> fucking albums, them Crooked Vultures. Yeah, it was yeah. uh, it was very enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, but uh, yeah, just kind of uh, in that sort of genre, you know, uh, kind mm-hmm. of um, old school sound, but a nice uh, steady rhythm. Uh huh. Almost chugging along, like. Yeah, yeah. Not happy music, but motivation music. Get, mm-hmm. you, get you rolling. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, uh, as far as I go, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Kendrick Lamar, a little bit of J. Cole. Um, <laughs> and um, I haven't been listening to it, but you said violent and it made me think violent femmes. Love me some violent femmes. Listen to some of that uh, if you haven't listened to it before. I've definitely heard some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least put on greatest hits, man. There's a you know, it's a, an experience. But yeah, that's what I've been uh, been jamming on. Um, yeah, I saw the uh, Kendrick on the Spotify before we started the album. Oh yeah, he's got the new one out. Well, you were playing. Uh, what was it? Good Kid, Mad, Mad City. Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, yeah, I like that album. That's a good one. That's a really good album. I, yeah, uh, I love Backstreet. Or backseats freestyle. <laughs> yeah, that song yeah. makes me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Want to fuck the world for t- seventy-two hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pray my dick at big is the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I yeah always Kendrick all day. Um. But yeah, this is uh this is the end of part one of the week of Pink Floyd, and uh, oh. next uh, this. Friday, actually, we will have for you the second part of this uh, epic rock opera. We get to pick opera. apart the oh, wall. No, no, I mean we can't. We can't pick apart. That's uh, that's the other podcast. But um, oh, but uh, we we can Singer. we can break it down. We can break down we the wall. Break down the wall. Break, break, break it down. Uh, Rambunctious now. is gonna be mad at me if I if I pick apart each each podcast here. So there you go. Um, listen Keep to Pick Apart clean, the Passion, by the way, with Rambunctious, Everyday, and Tayamu Denku. Um, also, check out their music on Spotify because they're badass uh, rappers. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for this one. And then, uh, yeah, we will we will catch you guys next time. Thanks for joining us for the season one premiere season of the two. album. Season two, shit. Premiere of the album concept hour. Season two. Thanks for listening. The Album Concept Hour is Brad LeBaron, Dave Gallagher, John Aker, and Scott Wesley. Special thanks to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for the theme music. Please like us on Facebook or friend us on Twitter or MySpace and let us know what concept album you would like to hear on the podcast. See you on Side B. This has been a Revolver Audio production. Executive producer Brad LeBaron. For more podcasts, visit soundcloud.com slash revolveraudio. Or to support new content, visit co-fi.com slash revolveraudio. Mmm, Revolver.